The content you're about to receive is complete bullshit. Please do not take this to be complete truth. Now sit back and enjoy the fucking show. Squareheads. Welcome to this episode of Squareheads. Me, your host, Mano Head, and I'm here with my co-host, Margiello Baby. We are back for another episode. Welcome to the 19th episode of the season. Woo! Let's hop right into it. I know we ended the last episode of... Episode 18? Yeah, episode 18, leading into episode 19, talking about YouTube. So I do actually want to talk about YouTube. Um, Let's get to it. The way I see it now, like, yes, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to make humongous blockbuster movies. Um, I remember telling a guy of mine an idea I had for a movie, and he's like, bro, you you make epics. And that's true. Like, when I'm thinking of shit, I just want it to be super massive. I want it to be like, like, ultimately, my goal in life is when I release my movies in the future, I want it to be like the Olympics. Like, whenever I'm going to release a film, it's like the whole world chills. Like, okay, wait, we need to see this. Like, it's sort you of like a You have to stop whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah, and see this. Go watch it. Like, it's a global event. Hell's that's yeah. my goal. Hell yeah. That's my goal. Like, if I drop something, like that's it. That's what that's what the world is talking about for like a couple of months, right? That's my goal. Um, but at the same time, like, and I've said this on earlier episodes, I'm super into ownership. So there's like two ways I could go about this. I could do the regular film industry route, where like you keep getting on sets and meeting people, and then. You're hoping someone gives you an opportunity and puts you in a place where you can actually blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, it's traditional, right? Yeah. Mm. But at the same time, I think with stuff like YouTube, it gives you the opportunity to build your audience and create that fan base that you can interact with directly. So I think it's a great opportunity for me to like create content that I naturally want to create because I was, I, I, I know it's, um, that I'm not as creative as I want to be and not that I don't come up with ideas but just I don't execute them because I'm thinking like oh I'm a filmmaker I'm not supposed to be doing YouTube shit mm. but like now I'm thinking about it like that perception is flawed because I have an idea of what a YouTuber is but if I come at it from a perspective where I'm thinking YouTube is a blank canvas and I can do what the fuck I want on it. Then it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So that's, that's really why I have this epiphany now. And it's like, okay, I think YouTube is something I really want to get into. And ultimately, like if I still feel that way, like, oh, YouTube is not the defining factor for me right now. Like I could just shift whatever I have onto like, say my own website or whatever and shit like that or an app. So I think YouTube is a great tool and, I think part of this thinking comes from watching some of Colin and Samir's content. I love those dudes. Shout out to them. Yeah, they have great content. Yeah, like if you're a creator, they're the ones you need to be looking at. Like you need to watch their shit because they make content for creators. And they also go in depth too. Yeah, they bring. I mean, today I just watched the Air Rack episode and. I found out that this dude Eric, like he he's not he's not been like putting in the grind for a while. 
Like, he's not one of these dudes, that, at least from what I understood, like, he's not one of these dudes that, like, been on YouTube for, like, 10 years and then just blew up. No, like, it was, like, two years ago. This dude had zero subscribers and shit. He's, like, before the end of the year, I want to hit a mil. And he hit a mil. Like, I think he had, like, 800,000. And it was, like, December 15th or some shit. He was, like, fuck it. I'm going to go to an island and live stream until I hit a mil. And he hit that shit. So, that's crazy. And now, like, he's saying he's doing the shit he wants to do. He's living the life he wants to live. He has the creative freedom to do what the fuck he wants. So I think that just goes to show that even today, like, there is the opportunity for you to create a new. Like, I don't feel like the market is saturated with YouTube. Because just like anything else, people gravitate towards what. It's supply and demand. People gravitate towards what they're attracted to. So if you can supply that, you have your audience. Yeah. Well, I, the way I see YouTube, it's almost like, okay, so if you go the traditional route, right? Say um, you work uh, for a company, like a film production company. Yeah. Or let's say, let's say, um, put it this way. You're a talent. Say you're, you're an actor. And then you're going to, in the traditional route, you got to have an agent you're going to have like a quote-unquote manager and then that agent will pass uh, your casting uh, tape to a production house and then if they like it, then you will go, go into the production and then uh, you shoot. Once you're done shoot, they distribute it and then it reaches the audience. Mm-hmm. But with YouTube, it cuts all of those process. It cuts the agent, it cuts the production house casting, it, cu- it cuts... The production itself. So if you're an actor, you tape yourself. You uh, you have like an idea in mind. You just want to act it out. Mm. Put it on YouTube. There you go. It's you, the creator, and directly to the audience. So it's kind of like YouTube is kind of like all at all in once. Like it's also your agent. It's also your production. Com- it's also your distributor. Yeah. So it's like it works like all at once. But with that comes, you know, more competitiveness and also uh, more um jobs that you have to handle like say if you have an agent you can pass it on to your agent whatever you know uh which script you want want to do or whichever but if it if you start in youtube the, the way to tackle it is make your own script and then act in your own movie direct your own movie edit it all do it yourself yeah i, I mean that's always what uh youtube is all about like do it yourself way yeah. That's why, like, I th- uh, in the beginning, bro, um, YouTube, there's there's uh, this booming uh, thing in YouTube, uh, uh, a term called DIY, shit. like, like, oh, DIY, um, I don't know, makeup desk, DIY, blah, 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 DIY um, film rig, DIY, like, I, I used to watch that, like, DIY, yeah. how to make film rig DIY, or, like, Steadicam DIY, you know? Like I mean, that's, that's one thing. Like, YouTube just provides a lot of information. So, something like that DIY, it's obviously going to be something. And I think that's also in the core of YouTube. Because for a lot of people, they do this stuff themselves until, yeah. like, they maybe get bigger. And then they It's like Mr. Beast, he started it, the YouTube himself. Yeah. Until he, he reached a certain point and... It's time for him to hire some people and then hire more people, more people until yeah. it gets really big, right? Like right now, you know. And talking about YouTube and film, 
um funny thing is that i actually got introduced to like actually liking film or liking making film is actually through youtube um i started watching this channel called film riot oh i remember film, film riot, riot. Yeah. fuck like uh, I, I ryan connelly yeah ryan connelly I shout out to him like since they were like they had like 200,000 subscribers like 100 180 to 200,000 subscribers this was ba- way back in like 2012 2013 oh wow honestly bro if if we're talking about growth channel growth their their growth is i personally think it's it's slow well how many do they have now i think they have a million but that's after like 10 years Mm. after 10 years then they hit 1 million but they even even though uh, the subscribers count on just youtube itself is slow but they have like acquired a lot of network and a lot of uh, um, opportunity outside of YouTube by having a YouTube channel of doing uh, of uh, you know teaching people film tutorials. Yeah, but I think at the same time, like I feel like part of the reason why it might be a bit slow is because of because it's niche as hell. Yeah, it's very niche. Like, if what, what, what's he's if you're, if you're not a filmmaker, like film writer is not really doing shit for yeah. you. Yeah. But now it's like he they're very big now that a lot of people, you know, listen to them, watch their videos. But yeah, so basically a film, right? That's where I, I started. And then like I, I dig deeper, I dig deeper. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I've told you about Freddie W. Uh, I've talked about um, it like a couple he, of times. I, I'm, I think I know who he is, but I'm not sure. If you watch Corridor Digi- Digital. Every fucking Saturday, Sunday, I'm on okay, that Okay, so show. Corridor Digital. Uh, it's Sam and Nico, right? Yeah. So yeah. So before before it's called Corridor Digital, I think it's called Sam and Nico. So they they are the founder basically mm. of Corridor Digital. Uh, so Sam and Nico is kind of like uh, they're a duo, who's who's uh friends with Freddie W and um Brandon, Brandon JLA, mm. and so the the four of them. So each of them are peers, like they're partners in in business. And so, um, Freddie and Brandon has Rocket Jump, and they have quartered. Rocket Jump Film School. Yeah, Rocket Jump Film School is the um, one of their series, but oh. it started from a channel called Rocket Jump, oh. and that's also what like what what brought me into like film because like they they study film like actual films, bro. Yeah. They study actual films, but they they pack it in a way that it's consumable for internet at that time mm. it's like so fun so like very like slapstick and like gimmicky but full uh, action-packed and also there's like storyline and it's not that long at all it's only like what like three minutes long five minutes long mm. eight minutes long I, I even watch a video game high school series back then it's like it's really fun and and knowing the fact that the actors in 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 that series that reaches like millions of, of views Mm. with like it, it's almost like a netflix series um standard now it's like very nice like you can compare it to netflix series uh today it's uh, a video uh, game high school video game high school like like for what what they achieved back at that time is like very good mm. but the fact that the actors the main actor himself is the brother of freddy it's like oh wow you just use your uh you don't even use like big actors like even though you're already big you don't use big actors you still 
keep it keeping it small and just like focus on the on the creating the craft so it's like it shows that it's really diy mm. and then um fast forward to i, I forgot which year, but like i was watching i think i think it's also from a film riot that they show there's this one filmmaker um uh, i think he directed poltergeist or mama i forgot but he started from youtube like he posted him i know you're, i think uh his name his youtube is pony smasher yeah pony smasher yeah yeah he, he directed um annabelle he directed lights out he directed um lights out right Shazam. Yeah. lights out yeah he directed Shazam bro, imagine well. that bro like he started off literally he's literally started off from directing short film put it on youtube and then yeah his short film lights out that was i think that went viral and then they were like, yo, fuck it. Come make a feature version of it. Yeah. And that's so how it shit started. picks up and then like, oh. But yeah, like, I think, that's what I'm saying. I think YouTube is the future right now. Like, ideally, I would like to create an audience on YouTube. You can create your own audience. That's a crazy thing. Yeah, yeah I want to create an that's audience amazing, on YouTube. Bro. And then, like, I would also, like, put out shorts. Like, sort of proof of concepts. So, I already have Neo out. But Neo, Neo is a weird thing for me because it's my first and I understand like the situation I was in where I really just had a phone to shoot it with. Mm-hmm. Um, really freestyling the whole thing. Didn't really have a script. But at the same time, I don't really like it. So that's why I want to try to bounce back with this sequel I'm going to make for it. But like shit like that, like I want to have an audience and obviously create content just to create content. Like, for example, this podcasting. I enjoy this. I like doing this. Um, By the way, if you guys don't know what Neo is, Neo is a Manohead's short film. So you, you guys uh, should check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, can you give um, them some Cinema 97 is a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And then Neo is a film. The link will be in the description below. Yep. yep. So you Go guys check can it out. check Go that check out. It out. Yes, sir. It's a fire film. Yeah, I appreciate anyway. that. So yeah, like I just want to do that and... Just to go back and touch on it, I feel like part of the reason why Film Riot is not as big as Corridor Crew, I mean, assuming it's a million subscribers like you said it is, like, it's because Corridor Crew won. Their biggest show is VFX Artist Reacts. So that's one thing that's big on YouTube reaction videos. So they're doing that. And I think you don't really have to be super into movies to enjoy that right like you can just sit down and then see vfx artists react to marvel you might be a marvel fan right yeah you click on the video they're more seeing like about it hmm? i would say they're more smart about it more yeah yeah so I, I think they they know they like i think they play into it because on the that's the that's what they drop on saturdays 9 a.m that's how much i'm into this shit like saturday 9 a.m i know i'm watching mm-hmm. vfx artists reacts um Sunday they release something that's not that it's like the creator content kind of shit um but the thing they do is they usually make like videos and release them on their corridor channel so the thing is those things usually have potential to go viral because I remember I was scrolling through Twitter one day and I saw one of the clips that they put up they made it was this um bowling alley animation where it's supposed to be slightly offensive. So that's the thing. They they play into the market better than Film Riot does. Film Riot, I feel like, is just super niche. 
Yeah, it's very like, niche. It's, it's here. Like, like film for example, right is very niche because film right is trying to make a what's Hollywood because uh, when they started, they see Hollywood filmmaking as this big budget stuff that nobody can reach with. No, no, like I'm, I'm not even saying that. Like, like you can do that. I think that's sort of what Corridor does. But at the same time, they make they make their own shit too. But what I'm saying is, for example, I've I've seen um some film right content on my phone on this homepage and like the video I saw is talking about how to color grade um your image just yeah. like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Bro, if you're not a filmmaker, you don't give a fuck about color grading. That's facts. I mean, yeah. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't feel like it's about that it's Hollywood. I feel like it's just that their content is strictly like this is shit for filmmakers. No, nah, it's okay. So you're right. It's because like who gives a shit about color grading like Obi-Wan Kenobi? And for, first of all, not not many people watch Obi-Wan Kenobi unless you're a Star Wars fan or maybe you just want to watch it. Second yeah. of all, who the fuck color grades other than if you're actually into film? Right? Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's very niche. But what I'm saying with that Hollywood style is that like when they started out, like they're still like bringing that Hollywood old school traditional style of filmmaking even the film that they made is actually like for actual big theaters and then they, they post it on YouTube. While Corridor Digital, if you go to their channel, Corridor Digital, they make films, but it's more towards the in, uh, internet. So if you if, if you see their videos, the, their most viral videos, like the GTA um, in real life videos or um, the Minecraft videos um, that, that they do, like real life Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. And, and um I th- there there's a lot of like something something shooter yeah they 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 do that they make because there's like they're they combining so, like gaming and and also real life and then like put it into film not not just gaming in real life i think they're like so again watching colin and samir like the challenge genre is like the big thing on youtube right now the what the challenge genre mm-hmm. that's like mr beast um if you can do this blah blah, blah you get this whatever right and that's what they do, basically on Sundays. They're like, you know what? Um, I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if we did this, this, whatever, right? That's the video. And then the thing is, the thing they make in that video is another video that can stand on its own. Yeah, yeah. So, one, you're making like double content. Two, like one of the um, the pieces, the longer one, the episode on Sunday is a challenge which is the main genre right now Two, the piece that you made out in that competition or in that challenge has the potential to go viral which is done sometimes like i literally tweeted on my youtube on my twitter like this belongs to a corridor digital they made this because i saw it on my timeline and people were like yo this is cool blah blah, blah. where is this from i responded like this is corridor digital because that's like how viral their shit goes sometimes. So it's a smart plan. It's a smart play. But yeah, that just goes to show like if you super niche down, you will have people that you know are here because of this. So like, for example, like film right now, if they want to like push anything, it's very easy because they know exactly who their audience is. Yeah. Corda Digital, on the other hand, it might be a little harder because they're not so i mean they're niched because it's still a film thing but like they play into a 
broader genre that also spreads that out so their audience won't be as concentrated as film riots yeah yeah i agree i agree i, I would say i would say so but like i will talking about corridor digital digital it always reminds me of talking about rocket jump and freddie w i'm i just don't understand like freddie w just went missing out of nowhere like after all the video hits that he made and he just went missing there's like one point he was like uh sponsored by lionsgate bro like well. yeah like literally just out of making internet videos with obviously like really good world-class vfx um that's what they're really good at like making vfx with like 3ds max and all that hmm. um they, they used to make all those tutorial back then um and yeah so they got uh, sponsored by Lionsgate to make like a film so basically they worked together but and then he just went missing i don't know he went he missing went, like though. he stopped posting or he went missing like he's posting but it's just not as big he went missing as in he stopped posting like he just went mia i don't know where he went uh, that, don't, that might just be life maybe he's got like maybe he got that Lionsgate and just ran with know. it i don't know but it's like Bro, you have something so big here in YouTube, and I'm a big fan of it. Like I grew up like watching you. That's that's one of the reason why I moved out here. Like actually, because mm. like I was watching them. They would like film really simple, bro. Like they they have an office in downtown. They mm. would it, film it, it exactly right in front of their office, and then like with the magic of VFX and everything. Yeah. Boom, shit start turning into like its own world. Mm. Into uh either like a war zone either like a factory like a air duct whatever whatever they turn it into it's like crazy it's it's mind-blowing that's the thing like like youtube youtube can be pressure like literally i was watching some more calling that some years i'm clearly addicted to that shit right now but it was an episode on emma chamberlain and they were talking about why she changed or some shit like that and she was like the pressure is getting too much like especially yeah, if you're if, especially big it's cool. i don't know but thing is especially if you're um a personality youtuber mm-hmm. where basically it's the vlog thing where your whole channel is just basically your personality and i'm just basically regurgitating what the fuck mr b said that's a harder thing because one you have to keep that same personality to keep the audience and two like the audience might just outgrow that shit I'll grow that personality or whatever. So it's a, it's much harder. So that that put a lot of stress on Emma Chamberlain. And she stopped. But, bro, he she stopped doing YouTube. And then next thing you know, she pops up in Met Gala. Interviewing yeah. for Vogue. Yeah. That's that's a dub. That's like a step up. No, 100%. You know, it's like, that's, that goes to show yeah, like... What, I, would, what, I would leave YouTube for that. That Shit. goes to show like how powerful YouTube is right now. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right oh, now, YouTube yeah. YouTube stars are legitimately... Like, those are the celebrities of our time. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Like, those are legit the celebrities of our time. I mean, other than movies like the MCU and these humongous um franchises, I don't... I think... These other films are, I mean, these YouTube videos, they're, they get more views than the films. They get more views than TV and shit like that. So, like, because that's the thing. Our generation watches YouTube. Yeah, like, like, more than anything. It, ta- it takes a while for me to sit down and actually watch a movie, but like, I'm on YouTube consistently. Because it's shorter form, you know. Exactly. There's, there's like, more, a lot, a lot, 
a lot more pros than cons for watching exactly. YouTube compared to movies. But I gotta say this, bro. And shout out to Jumpers Jump Podcast, um, fellow Asians over there. Okay. Uh, they, they, basically what they said is, bro. Like right now we're make, we're doing podcasts. The mm-hmm. reason why podcast is going so good and so well is because like they're on streaming platform and so you can click on them like whenever you want to listen to it, right? Yeah. Back then, radio shows you cannot do that. Like it's live and like when it's on air, it's on air. You cannot really replay whenever you want it to be. Mm. And like that's that's just for the off. Uh, just that's just for the audio experience. Now, if okay. you're talking about like the actual um YouTube, like when when there's like visuals um and and podcast yeah basically it's almost the same like any other talk show like no it is a talk El- show. El- like ellen ellen DeGeneres, um jimmy jimmy fallon jimmy kimmel it is a talk show um, basically james corden all those are still tv uh th- those are talk show and tv right yeah but what are the uh but in 10 years 20 years maybe five years from now TV is probably gonna be dead, more dead than ever. Yeah. And what's gonna change see? This that? is crazy to me. Podcast, bro. This is crazy to me. Let me tell you why this is crazy to me. Literally this morning, I was watching Colin and Samir breaking down the Dixie D'Amelio shit. I just found out today about Dixie D'Amelio, and I just found out that she has a fucking talk show. She does, yeah. Like I just found out this morning, and the thing is. She was literally saying sort of this, basically, where she was like, the talk shows that are on TV, Kimmel and all that shit, they're not, like, connecting with our generation because our generation doesn't operate like that. This is the new shit. Yeah. Like, if you look at it, she's doing more numbers than the fucking talk show. 100%. And this is this is another thing, too. I believe Nobody that. is fucking staying up to 12 a.m. anymore to watch the fucking talk shows. Because these late, late show shits, they're late as fuck. They're like 11.30 something. That's when they start. So they're late as fuck, you actually. Fuck watch that, bro. Nobody's watching that shit. Unless you're in the middle of America, in the middle of nowhere, who has nothing to do. Exactly. Late at night. Nobody's Saturday watching night, that shit. My, uh, Friday night. Exactly. Nobody's watching watch that it. shit. And then this is the thing. Most of their views, if I'm not mistaken, come from YouTube. Because... They yeah. chop the shit up and then post it on YouTube. Yeah, and and in YouTube they can rank up to like forty nine million, fifty million because they you know they have guests like you know celebrity or their yeah. guest, and obviously they, they that will sell quicker. Than yeah. Anything else, but yeah, be, like so right this now, this is this is basically the new talk show. Like the, the, this, yeah, is, this is talk show. New talk show. So when you wanted to just imagine YouTube as like a TV for all people. When when back then like TV you have like all sort types of cables like oh spectrum or whatever whatever it is TV in in your country now yeah. TV all around the world are the same YouTube mm-hmm. it's changed by YouTube yeah and bro, um, think of, when, when you want to change channels. channels bro when you want to change channels you 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 search it up on the YouTube uh, on the search uh, bar yeah and then how how do you find channel or like how do you know which channel is fun and which channel is not well you created your own that's why like it's direct to consumer like the yeah. creator is directly to consumer that's why the channel is more fun is because it's like it's almost breaking all of these layers that, that that are nonsense that are like yeah. too pg that are too filtered there's just like 
Bro, in real life, we don't really do that filter. Yo, but bro. thing is, YouTube won't let you go that far, though. You can't. Oh, yeah. You no, can't, I mean, YouTube is not Pornhub. Huh? I mean, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is not Pornhub. I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, definitely not. YouTube is like, you know, still, still, there's still community guidelines, obviously. Because yeah, this, I, I just found out about the Jeff Wittick, Don't Try This At Home mm-hmm. docuseries. It's like a five-part series. Um, and they censored his shit because he was talking about some shit that he was talking about and showed some stuff that's fucking gory. And Schultz? Showed and showed. And who's that? A-N-D space H-S-H-O-W. And sh- Oh, and sh- okay. Yeah, and showed. Okay. Um... <laughs> You have to spell it out. I can't. I can't yeah. figure it out my own. Shit. Okay. It, anyway, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he showed some shit that was super gory, and what it was showing was, do you know who Jeff Wittick is? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's, I got fucked up at one point, right? They're playing on a fucking uh, tractor, whatever thing, excavator, and he fucking smashed his head on it. Have you seen this shit? No, I, I don't know. I, I know who Jeff Wittek is, but I don't know. I don't yeah, really like he him. smashed his fucking... I didn't, I didn't follow him. I found out about this because of Colin Samir. Colin Samir's the plug? No, I'm not fucking playing. Those, I, I'm studying those people's shit <laughs> religiously. Um, So, yeah, he smashed his fucking face in that. He made a fucking docuseries about it. And because this shit was so, like, gory, Netflix was, like, telling him to censor the shit. So he told his fans, like, Yo, if you want to see the uncensored version, go to my Patreon. So it it's there are limits you to mean what YouTube. YouTube you, you said yeah. Netflix. What? You mean YouTube? You said Netflix. Yeah, I mean YouTube. Oh, okay. But he they censored it, so they went to Patreon. Okay. Yeah. So like, there are like guidelines that YouTube won't let oh, yeah, you 100%. pass. Yeah. But it's still. It's still it's, less filtered. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not as cookie cutter as like cable. Yeah, it's not. Bro, because like cable TV, honestly, other than my grandma, I don't know who still watch TV. Because, bro, the fact that my parents also watch YouTube. My parents yeah. watch YouTube these days. Like, they don't really watch. Maybe maybe my dad still watch TV because he's still keeping up with, like, news and all that. Mm. But other than that, they also watch YouTube, man. But I'm like, sure you can get news on YouTube. What? I'm sure you can get news on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can, you can definitely get news. I mean... Even even a lot a lot of like major TV channel are moving to YouTube, mm-hmm. but yeah, YouTube YouTube you cannot really go you know you cannot you um the what's the word for it you cannot just like you know swept it under the carpet no that that there is this big ass platform that allows people to create whatever they want yeah and and you know. It, it cannot be removed like even though no matter how big your industry is like say your film industry or your your um tv industry you know broadcasting industry bro youtube will always be there like it's the new player in the in in the game yeah so 100 oh and plus youtube is backed by google if you guys don't know even jeff bezos said this and elon musk too the only company that I think Bill Gates also said this. The the only company that he's afraid of is Google because Google is basically like a giant iceberg, like like a giant mountain. Mm. You cannot move it. 
you can only live around it or, or move around it but you cannot move it because google has been is, is so big right now and youtube is under google yeah google is that it's going like you can't really take google's place like if you take google's place you have to be like super fucking innovative like the it's innovation something bro it's no no the innovation you bring to the table has to be insane because google is such an such a household name and not just a household name but like the actual function of it is literally what provides the world with information right now yeah it, it, it comes to the point where like you you no longer have to say to your friend your parents uh when when you want to ser- uh, search something oh just search it up or, or just just search it or google just it. like yeah you said google it bro yeah. instead of saying oh search it on the internet you say google it bro it's a term now yeah that's like saying you want to you want to drive to work and they're like bro just bentley it like if you want to drive they don't say just drive anymore yeah. they're like yeah, bro, you, you, you already you already change it. You you already changed the name, or it's like, oh, let me. Uh, I want to go grab Starbucks real quick. Like every morning, I I, got, I have to drink Starbucks. Mm. You're not drinking Starbucks, but you're drinking coffee from Starbucks. Mm-hmm. But Starbucks is such a household name that it changes. Yeah. The, the terms from you know an actual brand name to like, oh, coffee is uh, Starbucks now means coffee. Yeah. Oh, I need I need to drink my Starbucks. The thing is like, Starbucks. it's 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 insane. Like it's massive. But the thing is the function of it, because one thing I understand is if you can provide a solution to a problem that a lot of people are having, then you're good. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the problem that Google solves is is like the ultimate problem. Information, like knowledge, the shit you know, the shit that sort of shapes your understanding of the world that you live in. So like it's it's deep like you so to like uproot google right now is like that's what i'm saying like if you if you can actually out overtake google you have to be like super uber fucking innovative i don't think like i don't think a little i don't think being better than google a little bit will help you because it has to be different bro yeah like if you're just a little bit uh better than google it's like like do i really care to like switch to that because you're already so fucking used to it. Yeah, so, what Basil Basil knows knows what the fuck he's saying by saying that. Yeah, it's bro. I don't know. Maybe maybe in this in this day in this era, I wouldn't say day and age. In this era, in this particular era, in this century, information is the most important thing because a lot of information has been withheld from the public. You know, like those people, you know, usually they just like withheld it or people don't have access to library as much. So that's why information is really important. And when they make it accessible to public, it becomes, oh, shit, you know, that solves a lot of problems. But maybe somehow, who knows, you know, in the future, information is no longer an issue because all of us is, is um, has access to information. Maybe in the future, our problem will be proximity. And whoever, whichever company can solve that proximity problem will be the next Google. You know what I'm saying? That's true. It's like, um, in this century, yes, information will be a problem. 
do you do you think that VR is teleporting? I don't think VR is teleporting. No, I wouldn't say so. But VR gave an escape to a new world that there is a high possibility that um, humans will transfer to that world for the reason being humans mostly in, in this like in today's society bro basically what we are is that it's it's our you know our heart like our the way we uh, uh, our attitude towards people like our heart and mm-hmm. also our our brain that's all like your your physical body is is no longer an issue to be to be found it's as in like say you're here mm-hmm. um talking with me you need you need to you need to talk to someone else who's like on the other side of the world you can just zoom her or zoom him or her you know zoom meeting or skype or whatever mm-hmm. but like through virtual reality both of you guys can kind of like live in the same world and everybody around the world can live in that same world creating a new space that you don't need to travel physically but can just like through your mind mm-hmm. and so like in in my mind in my sci-fi minded dream I, I would see like us humans will be just like almost maybe i'd say 12 hours a day at home in vir- vi- virtual reality world while the the rest of the world the real physical world is being run by robots and ai no that's that actually just sounds like the matrix to me how so like the human beings are cooped up in a and they're in a virtual world but in reality the, the robots are running shit that's literally the matrix that's why i believe in the matrix bro like i i not i don't believe in the in the movie 100% i believe in the concept of it cuz like eventually i feel like we're going to get there that's a, that's a that's a thing i don't understand why we say like we're going to get there but one it's us no it's That's not building. it's not going to be right now it's probably i would say no i, I get that i get that like but 50, the thing is like like the thing is now. the thing is like it's us that's building this technology it's us that's like living in the way where we're always like always we're doomed like if we really feel like it's going to be an issue like people are like oh do you do you feel like ai is going to destroy humanity and shit like that one because like human beings are pieces of shit so they're probably going to look at it like what's the most efficient way to save the planet kill people that that like one if we really feel like that then don't fucking build ai two or we just stop being pieces of shit to the fucking planet so that way we don't go extinct from our own fucking creation it's it's i I'm not sure I'm conveying that properly, but it's just weird thought. Like we're creating the thing that's going to kill us off because of how we behave. I just feel like we have so much like leeway to like prevent that. But like when you hear people talk about it, like you just said, like, Oh, it's definitely, that's how we're going to end up. Like we feel so certain, like that's what's going to happen. But like, it sounds like, yo, we have so much fucking opportunity to make sure that doesn't fucking happen. 
Ah, uh, okay. I see. I see what you're saying. It definitely makes sense. Here, I think, bro. I'm. I'm. I always play as the devil's advocate, and I'm always trying to like put uh, put myself in the opposite. Yeah. And the way I see it is that in the future, bro, our our physical form will not be needed. So. Um, But that's a th- like what what does that mean? Like our physical form will be needed. But the thing is, like our physical form will be needed if we want it to be needed. Yes, but now that now that we see our physical form is not that necessary, it's not it's not as necessary as two hundred years ago, where everything is so physical, everything is yeah. so manpower. It's like but that's the thing. Like our physical, for for example, like we we create things to make our life easier. I don't think we should create things that make our life pointless. Okay, yeah, like I don't know, like. Getting from here to fucking Russia in like three minutes, maybe that's the goal. Yes, create technology to do that. But when you get to fucking Russia, get to Russia and fucking live. Like versus like the Matrix, where no, what's the point of you going to Russia and live? Like, what's what do you want to do there? Live. That's the thing. Just be alive. Like, still walk around and play and run and fucking jump and breathe and. But fuck. what what is it? What like what does that gives you? Living, experiencing things, using your body, like all right. So, so I, like, what if if you could experience all that mm-hmm. in one sit, and you hack your brain, you 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 use that VR thing, mm-hmm. and then it gives you the same sensation. It mm-hmm. gives you the same everything. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to go? Why do you need to physically move? No, because see, no, no, no. Like that's right what, that's no no let's let's uh, always saying like if you need to do that if you need to move to Russia yes you can create the technologies to do that but my point is like if I'm gonna use my point and answer your question and not because when I said move to Russia build the technology for that I'm just going based on the point where I said we should build the things that make our lives easier but not the things that make our lives useless so I can counter that question with. If I can experience that shit in real life, why do I need to experience it in VR? Because there's burden of like, first of all, right now, there's like, uh, economical problem that some some might have, some might don't. Okay, that's one. Second of all, it's the uh, the virus that's been going on, like safety issue and like um, uh, immigration issue and all that. The, the the time needed for you to travel to that place. While you can just like that's what I'm be saying. Here, that's what I'm and saying. Then just like in, you can in make one, your life second, easier. Less than a minute. Boom. You're you in can the next make your life easier, but not pointless. So that's the thing. In that situation where okay, let's say right now, like the pandemic is on steroids, right? You literally step out of your house. You get the shit. Yes, if you need to talk to someone somewhere else, you use the technology and do that. But that's what I'm saying. Use technology to solve a specific problem versus using technology to do every fucking thing, even like the most mundane shit that is borderline what you should do. Like what? So, for example, like fucking a robot is brushing your teeth for you, or like a robot is feeding you. Like 
no, there's still some shit as a person, as a person with a fucking human brain and body, like, you should, you should enjoy doing yourself. No, yeah, but that's, that's thing, that's looking at it as, like, our physical form, because, like, today, our physical form still matters. Like, sometimes in the future, our physical form won't matter because all, all people see is who you are as, like, how your brain works, how do you treat people, how, how kind you are as a person. That's how it is. Not, I don't want to touch on this, like, sensitive subject, but the fact that right now, the gender line is already kind of blurred up. That means, you know, physical appearance don't really matter anymore. That's, that's, like, it's more that's, of not, like, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, because, yes, the gender line is blurred and all that, but it doesn't matter what fucking gender you feel you are or you are. You can run and get a dopamine hit. Like, what I'm saying is the same reason why you fucking go to the gym and squat your PR and lift that shit and feel like you can fight the every fucking god in human history. You feel like you're the shit. That is the reason why I'm saying we should create shit that makes our life easier, but not pointless. What I'm saying is robots should accent our lives. They shouldn't be our lives. So, yes, we should still be human. So, let me just put it like fucking like should we like, oh, shit, we're so fucking robots. We're just cooped up in a fucking fluid wearing headsets, thinking everything is VR. Instead of like actually fucking and releasing like chemicals in our bodies that are like prim uh primal instinct and all that. Like I feel now, like what's the what's the point of releasing that chemical stuff in your body? What does that give your brain? Dopamine. Exactly. If you mm-hmm. can create your own dopamine without releasing chemicals, but why in the your fuck? Body, that's why what I'm saying. Like, need... why do you why do you want to create shit that's already natural in your body? Because if we if we actually release that. Subs uh, that liquid, that substance, whatever that is in our body, bro. First of all, there is risk of getting a virus, getting sickness. There is there is risk of um, you know, th- uh, having kids. While there's already too many people in this world who are living, then there's, fucking there's solve a lot those of, issues. Of- solve those issues. Don't don't like it's like saying, oh shit, uh, my my kid was skateboarding. He scratched his fucking knee. Therefore, I'm going to fucking put the whole fucking city on lockdown. No, don't just blanket the whole shit. Like, solve those fucking issues. No, if, if, give, if you're... Give, give, the key knee, no. uh, give the kid knee pads. No, yeah, no, no, no. I get that. But so, if you're, if no. you're talking about STDs and having babies, they're literally making male birth control. Dudes, dudes will happily fucking do that if they can bust in a woman and she's not getting pregnant. Dudes I mean, will happily a, a do lot that. Of, a lot of dudes are uh, some. I know some dudes who does a vasectomy. Exactly. Like you there, can do there that. There are ways you can do that. The fucking STDs. But okay, see, start, again, start, see, start treating doing, people. Doing vasectomy itself requires procedure, requires money, requires all that. While you can do it all in a three hundred dollar device, they can gives you all the experience. But you're not fucking. Like what the fuck are you what? What are you talking about? Okay, you're talking about three hundred dollars. That fucking thing costs money. Yes, compared to having a, a vasectomy procedure that you have to go to your insurance for, contact your insurance, and then go to the hospital. How much will that all cost? And plus like the recovery time that you uh-huh. that are required. 
they're they're they're, they're requiring improve a lot the system more. improve that system like make the process of getting the vasectomy or getting male birth control or uh not um getting a woman pregnant easier now if <laughs> we we can we can have spent a lot of times improving that system but you're still required to imp- imp- improving that system is is okay yeah yeah you, we can we can spend a lot of time like trying how do you to know how long system. it will take was that how do you know how long it will take I don't know how long. I'm, exactly. I'm saying like so. So don't don't say you you'll spend a lot of time because you're you're emphasizing a lot of time as if it's some fucking tedious shit. You don't know how long it could take. I don't so, know how so, long somebody take. somebody can make a phone call right now and that should sort out in like two weeks. You don't know. So if don't, if don't, it don't, could don't, be sorted out in two weeks, it should have been done. No, that that that's not the way the fucking world works. If someone's benefiting from that fucking situation, they're gonna fucking. Make it uh, as stressful as well, it needs to be. Maybe, but if you instead, it's not, instead I'm not, of I'm not instead of like maybe, taking, that's taking the way some people that, because behave. because here's the thing: if if we're doing that, if, uh, why I'm I'm but I'm certain that it takes time is because, bro, how many how many uh people are involved in just doing that one procedure? Well, what what why don't we just develop this one product? How many people are involved in making that one product? Probably a small group of people. I don't like, know. I don't know about that. Like uh, Facebook many, and every fucking every co- uh, every startup company that, that becomes big right now it starts small, bro. Like and yeah, and yeah. Fa- Facebook. How many people think work at Facebook? Work like as a whole company. Yeah, a lot. Exactly. 100% a lot. Now think. But how many th- no, people no, no, no. work think, on think the on the think about this. VR think about this. device? Think about what? I don't. I don't think that's a lot at all. I think it's still a lot of fucking people. But now think about this. If you want to change a law, how many people that are actually going to do some shit? No, I'm not talking about, oh, you, you need your fucking assistant to go talk to this person. I'm talking about the people that actually make the fucking decisions and choices. How many people do you think do that? It's probably less than the fucking people that will work to develop technology that will be so fucking good. The whole human race is basically living in no in a new reality. What I'm saying is this, bro. See, there's... I feel like technology should be fucking tools. I don't feel like technology should like take over our fucking lives. I think one thing, bro, about VR, what is that knowing the fact that now not just Elon Musk, not just Jeff Bezos, but a lot of billionaires, a lot and a lot of people are actually doing a, a space exploration uh, and doing research on making the best rockets to go to space. And po- quite possibly move to Mars, and then there will be some people who are left on Earth. What are the best medium to have them connect together? That these are two different planets, bro. Yeah, that's the thing. So the and thing is, no, no, no. Think, think the about the way that. to do it is use VR. Okay, because okay, that okay. We have okay. A different medium. But see, then think about other. what you're saying. That's what. Think about what you're actually saying. Now you're using VR to communicate with people on other planets. Mm-hmm. So the purpose of the VR is to use it to communicate to people on the other planet. It's yeah. not that you're living your whole fucking life in VR. What you just said now is, okay, I'm on fucking Earth 243. I need to talk to someone on Jupiter 629, right? Mm-hmm. Put the shit on, have the conversation, or even go fucking play. Uh, fuck, uh, fucking go on roller coasters, uh, set up a business deal, shoot a fucking movie, whatever. But when you're done, take that shit off and look at the shit around you. 
that's different. That's what I'm saying. Use it to make life easier, but it shouldn't make life useless. No. Or the, the reason why I'm saying that if there will be people who are who are on uh, who is living in VR literally because we cannot um, deny the fact that uh, there will be people living in that realm 24 hours. The fact that I feel like the just, people just I feel Twitch, like right, bro, just, right now, just take right now, Twitch people, as example. Let's take the people Twitch who live who live there 24 hours. Let's take are like Twitch the crackheads, as example, bro. Are like the crackers of right now. The people who just like. They can't deal with the reality. They get addicted to some shit and then they're just spiraling. That's what. I, but I feel like, cause see, where I see shit is this: as a person, there's shit you do with your body, and a, like it's the whole reason why there's meditation. How you feel so fucking good when you're in the moment. No, yeah. Like when yes, when you're yes. when your when your brain is when your brain is like just accepting what's right here in reality. Mm-hmm. You feel amazing. Like, I feel like there's just this basic instinct that's in people. It's like when I was watching this um, Joe Rogan shit today and he was talking about um, hunters and shit. He was saying like a lot of people nowadays will never understand the feeling of like how it was thousands of years ago where the dudes would go out, hunt some shit, bring it back, and they'll get a super fucking hit of dopamine because they just... Like their their mind is rewarding them because that act that they just did is the reason why their fucking community, their tribe will survive. So the brain like the brain has to reward them so that they do that more often so that their species can continue to live. You can't get that kind of reward from a fucking machine. Like no, yes, you can not. you can you can probably synthesize it. But I don't. I personally don't feel like it's going to be as authentic. No, what you said is hundred uh, percent correct because like human beings have to do humanly things. But the the thing is that some people might not even understand that. Some people don't understand have uh, meditation. Some people don't understand doing physical uh, activities that will benefit them. Some people don't want to do that at all. Here's the here's what I think. We live in a in an era where like we i grew up still doing physical stuff there's still like a lot of traditional stuff you know i still use cassette for uh, in the in the car when okay. i want to listen to music and um i use cd and all that mm-hmm. like i'm in i'm in the transition age okay now if people who lives before that age who, who has no access to technology at all mm-hmm. and the babies to, who was born today who since born are faced to technology, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to escape that. Why? Take take a look at uh, videos or uh, um of of old people who try VR, bro. They they're so amazed by it, they couldn't even like take off from it, bro. Like they just want to stay there forever. Now the reason why they take it off is because like okay yeah um it's done like it's just for a video purpose because it's all fun and gags and like they're laughing after oh mm-hmm. this is so funny their their reaction is so funny but if you just give them that mm-hmm. they will not take that off at all and that that's for the older people now for the babies since baby they are already uh, programmed to like consume all of this um virtual reality world. How are they gonna be detached from it when they are since born? The, the, the way they br- got brought up is that, oh, I live in a VR world. 
All right, so I mean, let me start breaking what you said down. You said, okay, some people are born in the cassette times. They live their whole life in the cassette times. Some people were born in the digital time. They live their whole shit. What you're not understanding is they're living their life, but this is the technology of their time. Yeah. That's the point I've been making. Their life is separate from the technology that they have. Yes, they can use the technology and interact with the technology, but it's not like the fucking technology is their life. It's not like the fucking cassette is the only fucking thing that the person is. A fucking cassette that he just keeps rewinding the fucking cassette and he just sits in front of TV and is looking at the fucking cassette every fucking time. Because, but the fucking movie he's watching is so fucking good. He's getting all the fucking emotions a human being can have because of, but like, guess that's what? not what he's doing. But guess what? What they, he's doing they do is, have radio. no, no, no. What he's doing is, he goes, sits the fuck down. Does what he needs to do in a day. He needs to relax. He puts in the cassette. Yes. Well, cassette might not be the the, the example for this. Okay. I, I would say the equivalent of this is radio. So what what is that? Bro, how, I don't know if you if you've met like uh, how many old people you've met, but they will uh, a lot of them will have like this old radio. They will mm-hmm. bring literally everywhere, even in their deathbed. Like they're yeah. they're they couldn't even walk. They will hug that to yeah. sleep. Yeah, but the thing is that, that is that, and that's, that's, that's radio. That's thing. just to listen to yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're listening, right? My thing is, they don't sit down in one spot, put the fucking radio and listen to it, and just that's the only thing they're doing. They, may, they might be listening to the fucking radio, but they're doing some other shit too. Yes, right? because the technology is not there yet, and no, the fact that they are holding, they're bringing their radio everywhere. This is pre everything, pre pre TV, pre everything. Mm-hmm. They they are already bringing that everywhere. Now mm-hmm. now Bro, that's, 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 that's see, the technology. That's, that's hold, the up, hold up, no, 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 Now no, no. the technology see, that's is just not it's entertainment. Not now that's the just fact entertainment. That the technology Let me tell you why. Is no, already see, like really high. That's some bullshit. That's really just advanced. entertainment. What are the that the you significance are not of that radio is basically someone whistling all day. Whistling. Yes, because the only thing that radio is doing is just providing entertainment. The person might be bored. Is using VR. What? What is VR if it's not entertainment? Exactly. Let it be entertainment. Your whole life isn't entertainment. Entertainment should be a part of your life. It's not. It's not. It's not your whole fucking life. It's a section of your life. That's my point. That's the point I've been making for the last like ten minutes. It's a part of your life. What you're saying is people will live in VR, live your whole life in VR. You're fucking basically a dead body with the fucking goggles on your fucking face, basically. That's what I'm saying. If you live like that, if people live like that, fuck it, your body will probably decompose or some shit. Talking about you want the robots to operate every other thing. No, as a person, you need to do some shit yourself. Yes, there'll be times when you need to hop in VR, experience some shit. When you're done, you drop it and go live your fucking life. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what generation it is. You're talking about the radio. Yes, people put the radio in, but guess what? Your person wants to go to sleep. What the fuck does he do? Switch that bitch off. No, there will there will no, there will on, be definitely on. people no, who, no, who, the turn, part, who can turn that, that off and have have mm-hmm. a separate life. Yeah, obviously, hundred percent. But not we cannot deny the fact that I've said this before. We cannot deny the fact that there will be people who live there twenty four seven. But we can't we can't deny it because you're talking like it's a fact. We we don't even have the technology right now, so you don't know that for sure because you don't Bro, know there that. There are already literally people who are living in VR. Get the fuck out of here. Why do you say shit like this? You're telling me there's a person right now 
this person doesn't do shit else except VR. Yes, he this, he well this he, he lives this, this. in a room. That's it. That he never get out of his room. Mm-hmm. He literally lives in VR. How long? Since he got the VR, I don't know how, how long? long. Eight days, I don't know. And the he person, hasn't gone out. The person did it for eight days. No, he has not gone out, bro. For how long? For since he got it. When did he get it? I don't know. I, I I'll have to open it up. But open like, it up. Here. Because that shit has to stop. Because at some point well, your you brain. Tell that person then. No, because at some point your brain is the shit you're seeing is not matching with the fucking perceptions of the environment that you're in. Twenty-eight days. Straight. Twenty-eight days straight. This person didn't go take a shit. Nothing like that. No, he literally just lived in a room, and live his entire life in VR. Go to work in VR. Um, sleep in VR. Work out in VR. Every does everything in VR. When he's working out in VR, does he move his body? I don't know. Maybe. No, he needs to find that out, because that's a different situation. Well, because say, that's say, the thing. He say still, it is like and like the thing he is, he does he does move let, his let body in VR. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Why did he do that? Like, why did he start doing the VR shit? You seven right now. I'm gonna read what the fuck they're saying. Um. He accesses his private virtual office through a VR application called Immersed, where he spends seven to nine hours a day. He's not in that shit the whole fucking time. How many hours a day? Seven to nine hours a day. How many hours did I say earlier? You said he's been there 28 fucking days straight. I asked you if he's taking any breaks. He said no. No, 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 no. When, when, when I said when I was talking about like VR, there will be one time in in our uh in this human race that we will be we will live in VR for twelve hours a day. Like I'm, that, I'm, that this I'm, is just I'm the not, beginning I'm stage. E- I'm not even going to even go no, back no, no. and forth with you on no, that bullshit. No, the fact that this is just because the you never stage fucking of... said twelve hours a day. If you said twelve hours a day, then there's no fucking reason for me to be arguing with you over this shit because my whole fucking point has been you won't do that shit forever. You need to take a break from it. So how the fuck would you say 12 hours a day and then I'm making the same argument? Yeah. Bro, no. I did say 12, You didn't say bro. 12 hours a day, bro. I did. I did. Bro, how, much, how much you want to bet, bro? I'm not no, betting not, with not, you. It's I'm not, not, it's not two minutes. You, no, how much you want to bet with me, bro? I'm not betting shit with you. I'm See, you're scared, bro. Shit. I'm not scared because no, I know do you there's wanna, no uh, fucking point. How much point. you want to bet with me, bro? I don't want to fucking bet with you because... Because you know I did say that, bro. See, at this point, I'm not arguing with you. It's on the fucking podcast. We'll see if you said it or not. I'm I did not... say it. Okay, we'll How find out. How much you want to bet for it? I'm not betting shit with you. I don't uh, need your yeah, money. I know, because you... I don't you... want to take your fucking money. That's you. Uh, tell No, you, you break it down for me. How the fuck did you say we're going to be doing it 12 hours a day? And then my argument is, as a human being, you can't be living in the fucking No, metaverse. because after after that point that I made, I said there there was a high possibility that we're going to live that forever. Bro, this is some bullshit. I, I'm no, not, I literally I'm not, said that. Like, I'm not gonna argue with you. I, honestly, I'm not. That's it. Okay, you said 12 hours a day. Fine. It's on the fucking recording. When the people listen to it, they'll find out if you said 12 hours a day. I didn't hear you say 12 hours a day. Um, because if you said 12 hours, then this whole shit I'm talking about doesn't make any sense. Because my whole fucking point. The reason why we are arguing back and forth that you is can't because do this I shit. said like there will be time where we will live in VR 24/7 nonstop. Like we will okay. just like transfer live there. Okay. I said that. Okay. But fine. I did say I we lived there tw- right, twelve fine. hours a day. I, okay, fine. My point is, we're human beings. We need primitive shit. I was watching the fucking flagrant podcast this morning. I saw Joe Rogan talking about 
um, how it is to be in the fucking wild. Why these dudes go out there? The shit you hear, bro, it's 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 exhilarating. I feel like people need that shit. So that's why I'm telling you, nobody's living 24 fucking hours in the metaverse. If you're doing that shit, you're probably not fucking mentally sane or mentally healthy. I I I will so, agree. I I don't think I don't think people who live in the VR 24/7 is mentally sane. Okay. They they so, they're there for as definitely for escapism and like yeah. I I but my my point that, is this, my, like we need primitive shit. Mm-hmm. Like when he was talking about how a fucking bear broke a moose's back with one fucking swipe. In my mind I'm thinking about that shit. I'm thinking about raw it is. He's talking about fucking hunters um shooting an elk they circle back to come pick it up but a bear already claimed the elk so when they want to pick it up the bear charges at them they're scrambling like motherfuckers they have to get their guns and start backing up on the bear talking about like this shit could go off at any moment he's talking about how fucking mooses can stomp you to fucking death that's the shit like you you need to experience the real world you need to like be actually you can you need to be alive Right now, we're not even in that fucking bullshit. We're just looking at phones that we're holding in our own fucking hands. It's making the whole world lose their fucking heads. 100%. And then you're trying to tell me people live in that shit 24-7. I remember like two episodes ago, you were talking about if someone would be racist to me in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And I told you that won't make any sense. And obviously, it wouldn't be a great idea for the person. Major, uh, mostly because it's a predominantly um, dark-skinned country. Wait, should we wrap it up? It's one hour and a half already. Yeah, after this. Alright. It's a predominantly dark-skinned country, and something similar to that happened maybe two, three weeks ago, where in Jamaica, some white people and Asian people built a hotel and it's in Jamaica. They weren't letting the black people enter the hotel. That's what up. So what the Jamaicans did was burn the whole shit to the ground. Hey, you're playing with fire. I'm saying, bro. You're playing yep, with fire. Literally. Because that's fucking stupid. You can't come to my own land, my heritage. And then try to tell me I can't enter this building. Especially when it's on like some discrimination shit. Nah, what I don't get is why would they do that in today, like today, bro? I have no answer. Out of, out of, well, you don't have to answer. Like, I, I, I'd be asking just like, I would just be saying like, no, I know, but I'm just saying, I don't have any answers to that. I don't know, but like, Okay, you're you're given all this information and access to news and what's happening all around the world, and you decided to do that. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It is. It is. I'm. I. I just feel like they deserve what they got because I think it's very stupid. Hell is it? It's extremely stupid to do shit like that. But yeah, Uh, I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was funny we were talking about that, and then it actually happened. So. Oh yeah, Beeple. That's the Beeple on Logan Paul shit. I think it's cool. Like like his career and shit, like how 
Oh, he's yeah. been working on the shit every day for five thousand days. And then what is he working on exactly? No, he just makes shit every day. Like that's just his shit. Like he just makes a painting every day. So he made five thousand paintings. Like, yeah, so five thousand days. Digi- or like digital, an digital, canvas? digital. Oh. Five thousand of them. Every day. And then sold that as an NFT. And he said the interesting thing is when he started this project. The dude who bought it was so poor that he was working off of a thumb drive. So, like, his whole shit was on a thumb drive. If he needed to do some work, he has to go borrow a laptop from a friend or something. Maybe you go to a cafe, I don't know. Um, work, and then return it, save it on the thumb drive. So, the time, be, so from the time when people started it to the 5,000 days when it ended, the dude had built himself up to the point where he could actually afford that shit. He could afford the painting. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And the thing is, that shit wasn't cheap. That shit was fucking expensive. I think it was like 90 something mil. And he bought that shit. do Do you know what Beepo did? The NFT shit with Christie? No. All right. So... Every day he paints something, right? So he started this shit where he paints every day, blah, blah, blah. He started it and he did it for 5,000 days consecutively. Yeah. He made an NFT of all the 5,000 fucking paintings. So it's one NFT. But like in that one NFT, the 5,000 paintings he did every fucking day are on it. Um, He auctioned it off, I think, with Christie. Sold for like nine hundred, I mean, not like ninety something million. And this, I think it was ninety something million. I'm not sure. Um, and because of that, like working with Christian and shit, like people is now considered like the Andy Warhol kind of dudes, like who are like high society artists kind of dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm saying is, when he started that, the first painting whatever in that series of 5,000 the dude who bought it the dude who bought the NFT was so poor that he was working off a thumb drive but after 5,000 days he could afford to buy that painting comfortably 5,000 days is like what 15 years? yeah fuck so in 15 years that dude changed his whole life from being so poor he couldn't afford a laptop to be able to buy a multi-million dollar NFT Without it even changing his fucking situation. The NFT is his, though. What? The NFT is his, though. Whose? Beeple's, right? He sold it. So basically, he sold it, and then he want to buy it back, right? No. He made the NFT. Uh Uh-huh. The dude I'm talking about with the laptop, I mean, the dude I'm talking about with the thumb drive isn't Beeple. Oh. The dude I'm talking about with the thumb drive is a dude who bought the NFT from Beeple. Oh, okay. I thought I thought I thought this whole time we're talking about Beeple, and I'm like, wait, what? Beeple made the NFT. He sold it. He want to buy it back. No. Okay, I get I get the story now. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, he was like, that's part of the reason why he wanted to get it because it was like, in that span, like my whole life was changing. So. Fifteen years, bro. That's dedication right there. He- no, nah, but that's crazy though. In fifteen years to move from that kind of poverty. To this kind of wealth in 15 years, that's crazy. 
fifth. Think, think about that, it. That is crazy. But think about it. Fifteen years to be able to buy a, I think, I think it's ninety something million. But fuck it, I'll just Google it. Hey Siri, how much did Beeple mm-hmm. sell his NFT, uh, five thousand days for? Okay, I found this on the web. No. Hey Siri. Hey Siri. How much mm-hmm. was Beeple's NFT sold for? Okay, I found this on the web for how much was the polls NFT. All right, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Do you have anything else? No, so how much was it? No, fuck Siri. Siri's bullshitting me right now. Man, Apple, you're disappointing. Yeah. Steve hey Jobs. Alexa. Fuck. <laughs> How much does people sell his NFT for? It'd be crazy if you got in response right now because nah, we don't, we don't, have, don't have, have Alexa, Alexa. guys. Psych. You, hear you don't have Jeff, Alexa. Jeff Bezos in our fucking house. All right. Fuck that. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. This has been Squareheads. It's me, your host, Mano Head. And your co-host, Marshallow Baby. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on TikTok and Instagram. Squareheads Podcast. At Squareheads Podcast, S Q U A R E H E A D S Podcast. So that's for all platform. And yeah. We're out. Peace out. <laughs>